Boom Blast. And we are live. This is the Wrap It Up On Blast Raps post game show. As always, my name is Sheldon Alexander, and this episode of Wrap It Up is brought to you by Clean Cuts Barbershop 2013. Danforth Avenue in the east end of Toronto. Clean Cuts, the multicultural barbers that will always keep you fresh for any and all occasions. So go see Skip and the crew, and as a wise man once said, tell them that I sent you. Check them out on Instagram at Clean Cuts Toronto or give them a call 416-917-4833 to book your appointments now. Well, wrap it up, fans. My name is Sheldon Alexander. As mentioned before, thank you guys for tuning in. Even though this was a tough Raptors loss, we're here for you as always on the Wrap It Up podcast because we are the only live and interactive Toronto Raptors post-game show here for you after each and every Toronto Raptors game. Thank you for tuning in live on Twitter as you always do, taking your comments and questions on Twitter at Shell Alexander. Same thing goes for Instagram at Sheldon Alexander. We're here for you people, so we want to hear from you. How are you feeling? What are your biggest takeaways from this Bucks raptors game? That's what we want to hear. That's what we want to talk about. And of course, if you are unable to catch the full pod or you want to like and support the movement that is a Wrap It Up podcast, catch the rest of it on your commute, maybe at the gym, you can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube. Like and subscribe, all those places. Bless us with the like, subscribe, retweet, all that fun stuff. Support the move that is the Wrap It Up podcast because this Toronto Raptors team deserves your love. They might not have deserved it this game, or at least the bench did, but either way, we're here to break it down. As again, my name is Sheldon Alexander. I'm joined by my guy Q. Q, what's up, man? How you doing today, man? How you feeling after that tough loss by the Raps? Oh, a lot to talk about, people. A lot to talk about. But I'm good. It's February. It's interesting, right? Because it's a reminder that, you know, they still have three games left. It's February 25th. There's three games left against the Bucks. This was the first of three. There's a home and home at the start of April. Yep. So this is a good measuring stick, I feel like. Raptors, as we know, were on a very good run leading up to this game. The Bucks also on a very good run. Yep. But you're talking about two of the top teams in the Eastern Conference, two of the three top teams in the entire NBA, this was a very good measuring stick. And, you know, I'll say this. From the start of the game, this game had a feeling of, like, an important playoff game. I mean, yeah. both teams looked very tight to start the game. Both teams weren't shooting well to start the game at all. Uh, I want to say, what, the Raps started, I think, 0 for 5. The Bucks started 0 for 4 yeah. before Serge and Brooke Lopez <laughs> traded threes. So it was a weird start to this game. And the Raps, I mean... Right from the get-go, someone tweeted at me, uh, sorry, I can't find it right now, but someone tweeted at me during the game. They said, live by the three, die by the three. And the Raptors definitely died by the three in this game. And it yep. started out poorly, and they just kept shooting threes anyways. And seven of their first nine shots were threes, and it just wasn't going well at all. Yep. And they just continued to bomb away from three-point land. And there are some there's some stats here or some stat lines, I should say, <laughs> that are very evident that as to why the Raptors would lose this game. I'm going to start here. Serge Ibaka, 2 for 15. Kyle Lowry, 2 for 12. Serge Ibaka, 1 for 10 from 3. Kyle Lowry, 1 for 7 from 3. Q, I'm going to ask you, if those two guys are shooting at that clip, do the Raptors have a chance to beat anybody? 
No. Um, <laughs> as you can see, I mean, the first half didn't look like it didn't look like it was even going to be a game, and then all of a sudden, Milwaukee makes a run. Yeah. And it is a game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the you can't. I know it's a new NBA. Your your center can't shoot one for ten. Yeah. And then only be one for five in the paint. Yeah. Like it just it it's it doesn't work that way. Yeah. Right. You're right. It is a new NBA, and it's a it's a weird thing. But I said to you late in the game before Serge missed his last three, I was like, "Why is Serge Ibaka shooting nine threes in a game and taking the most threes of anyone on your team, anyways? Even if like in the odd chance that he's red hot, you're mm-hmm. still gonna look at that box score and be stunned that Serge Ibaka took the most threes yeah. of anyone on the Raptors team. And the fact and how do you hit say the first three of five? I don't think he takes those next five mm-hmm. because he, all of those shots he was missing were open shots. They weren't, none of them were contested shots. Yeah. Milwaukee was leaving him out there and daring him to shoot. Yeah. So you think he's trying to shoot his way back into the game? Type yeah. Of thing. Well, I mean, I mean, I don't think not necessarily shoot his way back into the game. I just think they were wide open shots. Yeah. Nobody so else was, nobody yeah. else was really, mm-hmm. it's not like he was, had to pass it to the hot hand. There was no hot hand tonight. Yeah. So wide open shot. You take it, right? Yeah, I mean, it was a weird, a very weird start to the game, as mentioned. Shots being missed on both sides. The Lopez twins were hitting shots. And Robin, it's like, every time I see the Lopez twins, or just even one of them, I forget how annoying they are. And then now seeing them both on the same team, and Robin Lopez, after he hit that first three and did his tea, I don't even know what he's doing. He's sipping tea celebration or whatever that was. It's like, these guys are hella annoying. And another playoff series against the two of them, yeah. Oof, that would be a thing. But anyways, it was a strange game because even when you flip it over and you think you're coming into this game and it's the Bucks, they're red hot. Giannis is an MVP. He's getting all the pub. He is putting in work this year, far and away the runaway MVP candidate, all that fun stuff. And if I tell you that you held Giannis to 19 points, mm-hmm. 5 of 14 shooting, you probably take that. But, but, to yeah. me, the thing that made Giannis Antetokounmpo so good and why there's the levels of all-star to superstar and MVP is because what else do you do to help your team win? Right. And for the majority of the game when Giannis didn't have a shot going, he was still doing a great job of getting his other guys involved while getting to the glass. My guy had 19 rebounds and eight assists in this game and yep. three blocks. What did you? What was your biggest takeaway from Giannis in terms of an MVP performance, mm-hmm. even though he wasn't scoring that much? The Raptors are the, one of the maybe the only team in the league mm-hmm. that, I mean, they force him to do what he doesn't want to do. They they cut down on his fast breaks and they make him a perimeter mm-hmm. shooter. And, and Giannis, at this point in his career, is not going to beat you from the perimeter. Yeah, but he still has the input on the game. Yeah. Major, and it's not. And and yes, he had the 19 rebounds, eight assists. Major, those are regular Giannis stats. But his presence mm-hmm. eliminated our number one guy. Yeah, yeah. And that's and that's to me that's the number one. If Giannis isn't playing in this game, I think Siakam goes for 40. <laughs> but just his presence in the paint. Yeah, Siakam wouldn't. Didn't dare to step step inside. So Siakam finished this game with 22 points. And I'm going to say a bit of that is misleading. No, mm-hmm. like he ha- he was hot early on. You had it going early on. And I think he had a couple shots late. 
but I think in critical portions of this game, correct me if I'm wrong here. Mm-hmm. I think this game without the Raptors bench, they get blown out way earlier. Like this game wasn't close. And if it's not for the Raptors bench, yeah. they lose. No, am I wrong there? Uh, definitely. Definitely. Um, not Nobody in that starting lineup had a good game offensively. Now, yes, Yakum ends in what, with what, 22? 22, 6 of 14 shooting, but, 5 of 9 from 3. But it was an ineffective 22, mm-hmm. right? The per, their percentages was down, and it wasn't in the meat of the game, right? I think maybe 5 to 7 of those points Came coming late, late in the fourth quarter. He hit a couple threes. He got he finally got a mismatch down low. Yeah. And yeah. And, and took it to the basket, which is mm-hmm. what he needed to be doing all through the game. Yeah. And you mentioned it. When he saw Giannis, and again, it's Giannis. So yeah. don't want this to come off as disrespect. And also don't want this to come off as an overreaction because again, it's February. But when you look at it, I think what you said was correct. Sometimes when Siakam looked up and he saw Giannis, yeah. it was a reminder of the levels. Passes. He's passing right? the ball. Yes, very ball passive, passive. Not aggressive at all. And they kept mentioning during the broadcast the Raps weren't getting secondary scoring. I didn't think they were getting first scoring. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, There's no pri- Yeah, exactly. There's no primary scoring. <laughs> it was just weird. It was a weird, weird game for the Raps. And it's a reminder as well that the matchups come playoff time are going to be really difficult. Yeah. Because one of the things we talked about during the game was Kyle and Fred as that small backcourt. We keep talking about that. It'll work during the regular season. Right when teams aren't used to the matchups, when you're able to push the pace, when the scouting report's not really out, right? When a team that's fairly familiar with you, mm-hmm. right, and what Rich, you're gonna do, and and Milwaukee will be, vi- I mean, they, the back, I don't know who the scheduling guy is, but mm-hmm. a Milwaukee Toronto home and home, and home yeah. in April, yeah, it's big. No, that's the NBA. That's the beauty yeah. of the NBA. That's I, what they do. I, I hear you, but you, I don't know. To me, that's. No, but so here's what here's what I was getting at though. So with that backcourt, Kyle and Fred, F- Freddie was five of fourteen, which again, a, some of that came late. It was kind of odd minutes. It wasn't impactful points. I'll say yeah. for Freddie. Kyle has mentioned he struggled as well. Do you think they had a lot of trouble with the height, the length of this Milwaukee team? Do you think that really affected them? Yeah. Um. Usually, I mean. Through the through this run we've just been on, mm-hmm. Kyle was, you know, going hard to the basket, getting and one calls. Totally. You're not getting that against as much as we hate the Lopez brothers. Brooke is a shot blocker, mm-hmm. and then Giannis is obviously Giannis. long and is a shot blocker, <laughs> and he's, he's Giannis. Yeah. So you're not, and then especially because Serge was missing his shots, they didn't have to guard him. They could just sit in the key and wait for those guys to drive into the lane. Yeah. Right. So when, when you don't get that part of your game going and your shots off, there there's really is no effectiveness, right? And the thing is, so Bledsoe and Matthews, I thought like once they shut down Matthews, Marvin Williams came in, gave yeah. them a spark, but he also adds length. And what that does, even if you're Fred and Kyle and you beat that first defender because of the extra length that a George Hill might have, and yeah. we know Kyle's had years of being bothered by George Hill, with the extra length, now you got to get an extra step beyond that defender. Yep. And now you're into the trees, though. Yeah. And as you said, it's Giannis and it's a Lopez twin. And they had trouble finishing at the rim. And, and it didn't seem like there was no cutting. Blocked. There was no cutting. 
right? Surge stayed at the three-point line, which is a problem I had with Surge's game. So this is what we talked about as well, right? The playoffs is so different, and I keep bringing up the fact that I felt like this had a playoff-type vibe to it, and the Raptors fell into the trap of not running their offense, not getting out and running. And I don't know if that's by design, because do you really want to get in a track meet with Giannis? I don't know. But the strength of the Raptors That's how they have to play offense with the way the team is currently constituted because they don't have someone where you can just like they needed buckets. Right. I'm not you're smiling because you think, you know, what I'm going to say, but I'm staying away from that for now. No, 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 no. But when they need buckets, you you can't just dump it to someone and have them get you a bucket. So you need to run your offense. You need to get out and run, push the pace, turn your defense into offense, which I thought they had good, solid defense early. Yeah but they just weren't getting the fast break points at all that you normally see from this Raptors team. Yeah. And then I think I think the lack of offense or, or lack of effectiveness on offense mm-hmm. also affected their defense. Yeah. Right? I think they started to, oh, I missed another shot, and they started getting down. arguing with the refs, led, which led to a couple breakouts. Yeah. Um, Siakam, who had a good first half defensively, I think, mm-hmm. You know, all of a sudden wasn't jumping for rebounds and yeah, DiVincenzo and, uh, yeah. late was getting rebounds over Rondé and Siakam and Surge and Surge. Yes, one like, point. Yeah, there's one play where there's three of them, right? And here comes DiVincenzo skying through them yeah. and picking up the picking up the rebound. So that can't happen. No, not um, at all, not at all. And again, to me, when you look at how this this game is set up in terms of it's the regular season. Obviously, we know I love to call these the big boy games. Mm -hmm. And more so than the result of the big boy games, I'm looking for trends. I'm looking for, okay, well, Terrence Davis came in this game and he wasn't scared. Chris Boucher came in this game. He wasn't scared. Matt Thomas came in this game. He wasn't scared. That to me was something that at least I know I can take away and be like, hmm, that's interesting. Because My issue with with that, I don't know what you're going to say. I agree with you. But my issue is that is... With the full lineup, does Nick Nurse go to any of those guys? No, no. So then we do. Then so then we really do have may have an issue, right? Well, here here's where here's where the real talk has to come in, right? Because at the end of the day, Kyle Lowry, you're you're not going to win many games when Kyle Lowry, Fred Van Fleet, and Serge Ibaka all struggle. You're not like you're going to struggle to win games, even if Norm Powell's in the game, even if Mark Gasol's in the game. That's just the way that this Raptors team is constituted. Mm-hmm. They're not going to have someone go out and get you 35 yeah. or 40 in a big boy game against Giannis. So that means you got to have the team aspect. You're going to need two guys to be around the 20 to 25 mark, a couple others at 15. And if you look at this game, you had Pascal at 22 and then Van Fleet with 14. And both of yeah. those guys' totals came at the very end of the game. Yeah. There, you're right. And there was no offense. I know Nick has stressed um, since the All-Star break, getting Pascal more touches, which will force him to kind of get into a groove and and be aggressive. Mm -hmm. Um, But those ISO touches is not the way the Raptors are supposed to be playing. He's not there yet. Yeah. So so it should have been more pick and rolls where now you have Giannis off of him and he's going against Middleton or one of the guards, Mm -hmm. right? Just giving him the ball and saying, here, create. If Giannis stand is sitting in front of him, it is is not effective. Yeah. It's not going to be effective. He's he's not there. You're right. He's not there yet. 
So they should have because every time there was some type of switch, even with Marvin Williams, who did a good job on Pascal, mm-hmm. but even with Marvin Williams, Pascal was more aggressive and got to the basket. Marvin Williams did a great job. He came in, he was knocking down threes, he's playing good defense. He just came in the game and he was a factor. And he was another, I mean, and if you look on the flip side, same thing for the Raptors. They yep. got a great run from their bench as well. And the two spots in this game, because I felt like the starters gave up the lead at the end of the first half, yep. and the starters gave up the lead or gave up the run, I'll say, yep. at the end of the fourth quarter. The bench came in and the bench made runs. The bench was making plays. And I really think to further emphasize that point, you got to go back to a key point in this game where OG Ananobi put the Raptors up 12 with a dunk with two minutes and 58 seconds left. Okay? In the second quarter. A dunk on Giannis. A dunk on Giannis. The crowd's going wild. Everyone's hyped up. Raptors are up 12. Again, just under three minutes left in the half. After that, this is what the Raptors did. Van Fleet miss. Siakam turnover, Siakam miss, Ibaka blocked by Giannis, Serge misses two free throws, Lowry makes one of two free throws, Lowry's three blocked by Bledsoe, Lowry floater blocked by Lopez, Raptors only up two at the half. Going into the half. And that, that changed the game. You're up yep. 12. You have a chance to really, really, really make a point, make a lead there, and you know the Bucks are going to make a run. So it's not about getting it to 20 because the game's over, you're going to blow them out. But at least you're going in there with confidence, like, okay, we got them where we want them. Instead, the Bucks came out to start the third and continued that run against the starters. And it was the same thing when they flipped it back to the bench. Mm-hmm. And then the bench, Too late. To, I mean, the bench still made a run. They got it down. Yeah. With Terrence Davis and them, they got it down to what? It was five? Yeah, but, uh, but uh, exactly. But that's the, and that's what I'm saying is, is not only were the bucks extending the, their their lead well taking the lead and extending it to double digits but it was like 8 minutes yeah. into the third quarter before the switch happened yeah. right and and it's not only the the ineffectiveness of the offense it didn't seem like there was any energy it's true right and what does what does the raptors bench energy. give bring it's true right and the whole third quarter you mentioned it there was no matt thomas I think Terrence Davis came in late, but there's no Boucher. Yeah. He rode pretty much the starters for that third quarter, and it didn't work. Yeah. So, again, if you go back to that point with two minutes left or just over, just under three minutes left in the first half where the Raptors are down by 12, okay, right to the end of the third quarter, okay, mm-hmm. the Bucks outscored the Raptors 45-20. to 20. Milwaukee was up 13 points going into the fourth quarter. And even despite all that, yeah. your bench finally came in. Terrence Davis, who, I mean, I'm running out of things to say about Terrence Davis because I'm just excited to see him develop, and I hope he takes his, the next steps because he just looks so good, and I love that he's never scared, mm-hmm. never worried about not getting minutes for a bit. But he came in, he's hitting threes, he came up big. Boucher had a massive game. And they cut the lead. They had it down to five. And I said to you, I'm like, well, here comes the decision because the bench clearly has it. The starters don't. Obviously, we assume Nurse was going to go back to the starters, and you can't blame them for that. But we saw the end result. Just give the bench some props for me tonight, Q. I know you love Boucher. (laughs) You're the the number two. You might be the mayor to Jeff Berg's president of Boucher Island. But talk to me about the Raptors bench and just what you saw from those guys tonight. Again, it's it's energy, it's tenacity, and it's just fearlessness, mm-hmm. right? Um, Matt Thomas, like I, I, this might be the first time I'm bigging up Matt Thomas, but 
and and I don't know if Nick Nurse just decided like we have to figure some things out. Maybe this game didn't matter. Mm. But the second quarter, he gave him early the, minutes. The Milwaukee Bucks, right? Like nobody come, nobody's gonna come into the game and think we have to stop Matt Thomas. In the second quarter, the whole Bucks defense was up. was to was to stop Matt Thomas from getting the ball. Yeah. He came in and was right? splashing threes. If you have the Milwaukee Bucks focused on Matt Thomas, that's where a man like Siakam or Lowry or Van Fleet should be getting off. Yeah. It's true. Right? It's true. And Matt Thomas was doing such a good job because he's coming around threes, knocking them down, and then there was a great play just showing his basketball sense where yep. they double teamed off the pick. So he took the he took the double team and yep. found Boucher rolling to the basket for a huge jam. Yep. And Chris Boucher, you know, He's still taking some threes that you might not approve of, yep. right? That Nick Nurse might look a, look at him a certain type, kind of ways. But it's kind of the gift and the curse, right? Like, you got to take it both ways because my guy is the energy that Boucher brings. There was one stick back in that fourth quarter that yeah. if he put that down, yo, it was crazy. Yeah. But he's everywhere. The dunk on Giannis was massive. He, if he's in the game, DiVincenzo doesn't pick up those two rebounds, right? It's it's just it's just not going to happen because he 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 fights for every possession. Yeah. Now you might get some from foul calls. Mm-hmm. There's always the one or two plays where he gets bounced around because he's still you know small. Yeah, he's small body. Still needs some but, porridge. But <laughs> but it's the energy, right? It's Rondé brings that energy yeah. again. Rondé, there's going to be one one of those. One or two plays where he hangs on to the ball too long and and tries to get outside of himself offensively, mm-hmm. but those are the those are the plays you you, you reward them with. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's okay. You get one one or two of those because yeah. of the the positive things you bring to the lineup, right? Yeah. And then back to Matt Thomas, after having such a successful second quarter, he didn't see the court at all in the third until the fourth. Yeah. So yeah. so, I mean, no, I but I get I, it. I get yeah. it though, because yeah. you need. Trust me, as you mentioned, though, right? Exactly as you mentioned. Come playoff time, those three guys might not even. Well, Terrence Davis probably. Terrence Davis gets in, but the minutes. Minute, yeah. With uh, I, I, and and with Norm back, it's with Norm gross. and and McCaw. I don't know if Terrence Davis really. It's true. So, as you mentioned, what I want to see from this game again. Forget about the outcome. I want to see what happens when Siakam gets the ball. We need a bucket, and he looks up and he sees Giannis. I want to see that. Forget about what the outcome of the game is. And that's why, you know, there's a lot of people in the chat talking about, oh, don't overreact about the loss. I'm not even, I don't even care that much about the loss. Yeah, the loss doesn't matter. Yeah, I care more so about how the Raps played. And the other part that you mentioned about energy from the starters, like, this is where I'm going to bring this up, okay? So, I know the huge topic of discussion is always this year's team versus last year's team, Kawhi, not mentioning Kawhi's name, like all this stuff about Kawhi. I saw my boy on the weekend. Uh, I saw Sadu on the weekend with Niche. And first thing he said to me, he's like, oh, what do you think about Drake not mentioning uh, Kawhi's name? Right. So like people are hype on this. Right. And I made because they were playing the Bucks in Toronto for the first time since game six, the legendary game six. I watched that run that the Raptors had in that, you know, end of the third quarter to basically the Kawhi dunk on Giannis that pretty much ended that series, right? 
And the thing that people forget about this, right? The thing that whenever we're talking about Kawhi or what he brought to the team and we talk about the lessons and the residue that lasts to the next seasons, it's not about the final buckets. It's not about the final dunks. It's about the plays made in between. And if you watch, go back and watch those videos because there's videos on YouTube that are just of that run. And pay attention to who's grabbing the rebounds, right? During the Raptors run. And it's Kawhi, right? Who, how... Is he getting his shots? Is he just, you know, trying to barrel in and get free throws? No, he has his go-to moves that he's getting. The reason I'm bringing this up is just because you look at this game and we're talking about the energy that the Raptors are bringing. And that can't be something that you're questioning about yeah. your star players in a big-time game. And that's why I keep bringing up Giannis even in this game and showing my guy has 19 rebounds. Like, you don't do that without effort. You find other ways to contribute and be an impact player in the game. And I think that Serge struggled to do that in this game. Serge only had five rebounds in this game, right? Yeah. Lowry, where was like Fred had one assist in this game. Like those things can't happen exactly. if these are the guys you're going to be relying on. And again, we're not overreacting to the one game. I'm just saying these are the things more so that I want to pay attention to more so than the outcome of the final score. Definitely. Cause I think, I think, I think there there's a lot of positives to take away from this game. Mm -hmm. Milwaukee was pretty much at full strength. We lost by 11. And look at the shooting numbers. Kyle, Kyle, and Kyle and Serge are not. First off, they're not going to take that many shots. I don't, I don't believe with 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 full with lineup yeah. with a full lineup. Yeah. Two, you have Norm, who who I guess is our one guy who, if you're really really looking for a bucket, you give yeah. Norm the ball. I guess yeah. Right, he's yeah, he's, he's, sure. he's, the, he's no, 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 probably the only sure. guy, right? No, 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 I right. Hear you. Trust he, me, I hear right? you. Right, you'll have you'll have Gasol in there, yeah, facilitating some some actual offense, yep. right? But this is the thing: is like when when nothing else is working and the shots off, where was the Kyle Surge pick and roll? True. With 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 Surge going to the basket, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of just weird plays, and like I thought, Nurse and we mentioned the refs and. People, just remember, I am never going to be the one to blame the refs. And definitely in this game, it was super annoying. I thought Nurse took a weird tech. Like, yeah. the Raptors were about to go to the free throw line to shoot technical, a technical yeah. free throw. And then Nurse took a tech so that they didn't take a free throw. It made no sense. Yeah. And then Kyle, late in the game, arguing a moving screen, which... I mean, was it a moving screen? Probably, yeah. but so is like 80% of screens set in the NBA. Yeah. And so, it's, the third, it's the third quarter. But like that's my that's my problem. But the raps were making a run there, yeah. and then Kyle takes a tech, and then right after, I don't even know how to describe what he was doing, but I guess he was trying to get a foul call by going in between George Hill's legs and trying to like lift him up on his shoulder. I yeah. don't even know what Kyle was. I don't even know what that was. But I just laughed out loud hysterically because <laughs> I had no idea what was going on. It was just a weird, weird game by the Toronto Raptors. And I'm so thrown off by the fact that the energy that they came out with, because I feel like the role that they were on, I seem like they were primed and ready for this game. Yeah. Plus when you, you figure, okay, well, they're not the ones playing on the second night of a back-to-back -back, having to travel after and, playing and overtime. overtime. Yeah. So it was just a weird outcome by the Raptors, but hopefully it's a learning experience. Definitely. Right. And I just think, I just think, Look, people like we we've we're, we've been in Toronto. It's, it's twenty five years of Raptors. I th I think that the, the blaming of the refs or expecting 
expecting, I think even expecting an even, I mean, look, you're going up against Giannis. You're not, he's the superstar in this game. Yeah. yeah right? Yeah. You're not, you're not getting the benefit of the doubt in this game mm-hmm. for, for the most part. So I think, I think expecting something from the refs at this point, why even bother? True. Right? Very We've true. been saying it for a long time, right? We didn't get calls. There was times where Kawhi wasn't getting calls last year. We're NBA champions. We beat the refs. We beat the NBA. We beat the we beat the Bucks. We beat the Golden State. We beat the refs. It, it, to expect the refs to give you calls because you're NBA champions, mm-hmm. stop expecting it. <laughs> I think we just just need to stop expecting. But it's it. also just like you if can't argue comes, every single yeah, if call. It comes, if it comes down to to the refs, then you know it is what it is. It's what it's going to be. Is what it's going to be. True. Let's let's. But to get to, I think the team let the refs get to them. Yeah, totally, totally agree. And you know what? There's lots of people in the chat. And I, as mentioned, I want to hear from you guys. Let me know what you guys think of this game. Overreaction time, or just hey, chalk this one up. The Bucks caught you. Shots didn't fall. Let me know what you think in the chat. Because as always, this is the interactive Raptors post game show. So we want to hear by you. From you, uh, Diaz says in Instagram, Diaz says, live with the three, die with the three. Very true. Um, Fly Miss says, I hated the foul calls. Let them play. Which, hey. Austin says, the refs ruined our momentum in the fourth. And them having 15 more free throws is crazy to me. We were hitting our free throws anyway. Yes. Raptors weren't making free throws. And they have Giannis. Giannis driving to the basket. Giannis is up there in terms of free throw shoot free throw attempts in the league. Everything is downhill with Giannis Antetokounmpo. Not sure you could say the same about how the Raptors play. Just my, just my opinion. I could be wrong. Um, Alex says not having enough energy is easy to correct. Nurse is a smart man. He's probably saying the same thing to his team right now. This team has shown incredible resiliency. Yeah. I mean, I I mean, if, I mean, at some point, and I, I, I and I and I, and I thought it would have been games before. Mm-hmm. At some point, we are going to have a game like this where the Raptors it's are just going to be off. We're 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 overdue. I've said it so many times during this season. I can't believe the energy that this team comes out with night in, night out. And so to see a game where we're sitting here saying, "I didn't really like their energy at the offensive end," or just in that game, but also you know for it to happen against the Bucks. On the one hand, it's like. It sucks that it's against the Bucks. Yeah. On the other hand, it's like, hold on. Do we realize that there's another gear to get to? What I mean by that is I don't think people have, Raptors fans especially, have realized in this whole this team versus last year's team and all that stuff and what's going to happen in the playoffs and all that stuff, I'm almost looking at this team like the pre-Kawhi Raptors teams, right? A very, very, very good regular season team. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. The problem is, what you need is, do you have that extra gear to get to? And this was a game where I felt like the Raptors just didn't have that extra gear. Because you can be, you can bust your ass on defense, and I thought they played really good defense, but now you still need to have that energy to make the plays on the offensive end. Somebody does. Yeah. And so, and I mean, we've seen it. We've seen it the last game against Indiana. Right. Yeah. And 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 understand. They ran Indiana out of the gym. I got yeah. You. So so we we seen like I said. I think we were due for a uh, uh, a less than stellar performance from the Raptors. Uh, I got a question for you and the people in the chat. Sanjay on Twitter says, 
Pascal is not ready for prime time. I'm going to say this before you answer. <laughs> I think I agree with that. I don't think Pascal is ready for prime time. But what I mean by prime time is like MVP prime time. And that's okay. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that, right? Like, I know he got the max money. I know he was the all-star game starter. I know that, you know, this has been, he's. we've been told that he's a go-to guy and all that. But the reality is it's okay that he's not ready yet to go head-to-head and match Giannis point for point, stat for stat, shot for shot. Like, that's okay. Yeah. So I agree he's not ready for prime time, but that's all right. Like, and anyone who's under the impression that he should be, you're nuts, right? Like, you need to remember. It, it, it does take time. Like, of course how it long, takes look, time. I mean, like, we're talking about we just played Giannis. Like, how long did it take Giannis totally to get from true. to get from most improved player status totally to true. MVP status, right? It, it does take time. Totally true. Um, another comment, Logan says, uh, the starters were just off tonight in the second half. I don't know, man. Uh, Mike says, it was a tough test, but Nick, but Nick was on different things. Uh, fringe fan wiki says the bench was playing so well, disappointing performance from the two veterans. Something we talked about earlier, but again, it, again, I've, I mean, some of Kyle's plays were questionable. Mm-hmm. Um, Serge had some butterfingers. Yes, he did. Um, but the shots that they were missing, especially Serge, were open shots. Now, again, not advocating for Serge to be taking 10 threes in a game. Yeah. But, you know, Serge, especially these last two, three weeks, has been shooting at about a 50% clip. Yeah. If he shoots 50%, even 40% in this game, that that right that right there is four extra threes. Yeah. That's right. That's the game. Right. You mentioned, so, you mentioned something. This was kind of like old surge, meaning pre last year surge, where surge blew up, and yeah. obviously this year, yeah, surge is a, probably having his best year ever. Yeah, just just balls going off his hands. Is, yeah. yeah, it was just he he was just having an off. Just looked like he had an off night. A lot of people agreeing with you. Uh, Quinton in the chat, who's a different Quinton, says surge was just off. Uh, I'm why Dove's gr- cry agrees. Austin says Serge was just dropping the ball so much on his drives to the basket. What three or four times at least yeah. it seemed like Serge was getting the ball and he just didn't have it. Um, Sanjay's coming back here saying Pascal is not himself when he goes up against Antetokounmpo. I feel like he doesn't want the smoke. Again, it's Giannis, right? Yeah. Like how many people do want the smoke against Giannis in the entire league? Yeah, and and, and that's what and that's what I'm saying. And that's what I'm saying. Like even, <laughs> even, even Giannis. Like if Giannis is is playing, let's say the Lakers or somebody, right? Mm-hmm. You're gonna try and get him off. Like you don't want him to have to go up straight man to man up against Antonio Davis, or sorry, Anthony Davis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Antonio um, Davis. Yeah. It's Raptor alumni <laughs> yeah, exactly. night. I got you. I got you. Don't Anth- worry. Anthony Davis every play. Right. <laughs> yeah, At some yeah, point, yeah. somebody's gonna set a screen for him yeah. so he so that he has. Avery Bradley or somebody Crusoe. on him. You know what I mean? No, I don't want to pick on Crusoe. Rondo. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like yeah. like that like that's how you get effective. So mm-hmm. give just giving Siakam the ball and saying we're we're going to clear out here you go one up one on one against Giannis, mm-hmm. the MVP of the league. There's there's not any team in the league that's going to do that and be successful. I mean, Raptors fans overreacting, nobody would think that, but here Jalen says is Siakam a Robin or Batman? He never shows up for the big games. Uh, Molly or Maliway 
says Siakam's good, but he's a Robin at this point of his career. I think the key point there is at this point of his career, right? And again, I think that the start that the Raptors got off to because they have the third best record in the entire NBA after removing the finals MVP raised everyone's expectations, right? Because what was the realistic leap that y'all were thinking Pascal was going to make the next year, right? It it took Robin years before he got his own, who forgot the Titans. But if, but hold on. If, if Siakam went from what he scored last year, 16. Yeah. And he went, he's, if he goes to 22, that's a solid leap again, right? Like that's pretty good. So again, I, I know that Siakam is not that guy yet and I'm okay with that. I'm about seeing the continued growth and seeing that at least there's signs that he is improving and you want him to go through those learning experiences. You want to see him go through those battles and you hope that, you know, as he takes those steps, so does Fred. So does Terrence Davis, right? You hope Norm comes back healthy and you see those moments come up because Kyle is Kyle, right? Kyle's going to have games like this. We talk about it all the time. That's a roller coaster of Kyle Lowry at this point of his career. He's going to have games like this where he just struggles shooting the ball and you understand that. And so, you know, the other pieces got to do, got to step up like him and Fred can't play badly in the same game. Just can't happen. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, like you can't, you can't, you know. I'm not putting this. No one's putting this loss on Siakam, no. right? There, this was, this was a, this was a team loss if there ever was one, mm-hmm. right? It's just in the playoffs. NBA history will tell you that it's you need that one player that's going to be able to fight through all of the mucking up, the muckiness, and all the all the the, the hard fouls. You need that one player that has to go. That's going to go and get you. 25 to 30, if not more points. Yeah. Right? When you look up and you're playing against whoever, Giannis, right? You have to match that somehow. Totally. Totally agree. Totally agree. Uh, Here's a question for you and the people in the chat. Lisa makes a pretty interesting point. Uh, Lisa, oh, I lost it here. Oh, no. She says, uh, I'm sure Nick Nurse was taking notes, so I'm not worried about the Bucks. And any, I'm not worried about the Bucks anymore. Playoffs will be fun. I guess I'm going to round that into a question. And what do you take away in terms of how the Raptors match up against the Bucks come playoff time? Are you like, has it changed your opinion from what you thought heading into this game? Is it the same? Do you think the like, would you have the Raps favored? The Bucks favored? What are you thinking? I think, I, I think this game. I don't think you can really tell, and I don't think this game changed anybody's mm-hmm. opinion, right? Okay. Raptors are not full strength. Raptors are off tonight, right? Yeah. I can say if if the Raptors, if if the Bucks did what the Raptors did to the Pacers, would they just shut us down? But I don't really think. I mean, they played well, and there was good things that they did well. But again, we missed a lot of open shots. We were missing free throws, right? It wasn't necessarily the Bucks stifling us, right? So I don't think you really learn too much in this game. Yeah. Siakam, yeah. he he needs to get to another level. It may not happen this year, but he needs to at least, or at least the team has to help him be yeah. that player, right? Just giving, again, just giving Siakam the ball, letting him bring the ball up the court and just go one-on-one against Giannis, not a winning, not a winning formula. 
Yeah. Right? There's got to be movement. There's got to be switches. There's got to be, like, create mismatches. Yeah. To me, I think it just confirmed what I already thought going into this. Like, if the Bucks and Raptors meet up, it just confirmed what I already believed that the Raptors can still give the Bucks a go in a series. Yeah. Because that the Bucks would be favored in a series. And to me, when I look at these two teams, I thought, okay, even without Kawhi, the Raps can still give the Bucks a go. Yeah. And this game didn't do anything to dispel that. Right? Like, as you mentioned, the Raptors' inefficiencies were self-inflicted. Yeah. Um, I th- still think they did a really good job on Giannis, but I thought Giannis has improved. Like, you've seen changes in his game that I don't really know if you saw that much last year where he hit some, like, pull-up jumpers in the lane, which I thought was really good. Yeah. A part of his game that you didn't really see that much last year. Right? Yeah. There was a great play that I, I pointed out to you during the game where he took the double team, retreat dribble, and had like a crazy cross-court pass to one of the Lopez twins who hit a three. And he had a couple, he had a couple of nice, nice passes yeah. in the game. And so hit like, his free throws. He hit his free throws. So. Yeah, he's improved and he's good. But the reason why I still like the way that the Raptors match is because I still don't believe the supporting cast. Definitely. Middleton, not. I mean, we know Kawhi had Middleton on manners last year. That's why he was nothing during the Raptors series last year and we know that Kawhi is not here and Middleton had a pretty good game in this game he ba- he led the Bucks in scoring in this game but even that came in the second even that came in the second half he had Kyle Lowry on him in the first half and did nothing true he hit big shots down the stretch yeah and you're right overall it wasn't like a, a dominating performance or it wasn't like how he carried the team last night late yeah. in the game yeah. against Washington right but Overall, when I look at the two teams, I'm still not really worried. Like the Raptors, I know they're going to game plan Giannis, make things difficult for him. And now it's about the others. And I still like our others or our team of others against, you know what I mean? So I still think they could give them a go and I'm not mad at that at all. Sorry, you were going to say something. I cut you off. I don't even remember now. But yeah, (laughs) I, I think it's, but yeah, I think. Diaz says it, these two teams might go seven if they meet in the playoffs. But it was even weird the matchups, right? So they had they they started off with with OG on on Giannis, mm-hmm. but then Kyle on uh, Middleton. Yeah, which I don't know. It didn't make sense why why that wasn't Siakam's matchup. Mm. It's a tough one. It's a tough one, right? But I also think we could be in a situation where you might not want to show all your cards now. Maybe, I mean, right? and maybe that's it, right? Maybe that's, who knows? Who maybe, knows? Maybe that's why you're testing stuff. Matt up. Thomas and and those guys came in the game so early, right? <laughs> it was just it was just to throw them off, right? Yeah. So that Coach Bud has to go in and it's a playoff series now, and he's thinking, hey, make sure Matt Thomas does get the ball. Meanwhile, Matt Thomas doesn't touch the floor. So who who knows, right? But yeah, it would just it just seemed like a weird game, like. First quarter and a half, mm-hmm. all Raptors. Then there was a quarter and a half where it was all Bucks, and then the fourth quarter was just a mess. But yeah, it was just. I don't think there's much you can really take away or or say like the Bucks now are the favorites in this series any more than they may they may have been two hours ago. Yeah, totally. I think the lesson learned here is that. You know, this Raptors team, again, you got to have all these guys got to play well in a game for the Raptors to win. And when they all play bad, it's going to be very difficult to win. But but any game. <laughs> any game. And I know that sounds obvious, but I think the main point is when you don't have that, like, A++ star that mm-hmm. will carry you, you need multiple guys to have good games. And when 
you know, the best guys, <laughs> the best guys for the most part were your bench guys, especially in the first half. What was the stat we threw out there? That uh, Boucher and Matt Thomas yeah. had more points than, than Giannis, Giannis and, and Middleton. Middleton. Yep. So you look at that and you say, okay, well, that's a problem for the Bucks." Mm-hmm. But they rectified that and Giannis and Middleton found something in the second half. Yeah. But the reason why we were going to to Boucher and Matt Thomas anyways was because Kyle, Fred, and Serge had nothing cooking. So again, tough loss for the Toronto Raptors. You guys were great sending in your comments and questions. Really like to get a, a, a good feel for what the fan base is feeling after a game like that. So it's good to hear, you know, can't overreact. Again, it's February 25th. Yeah. It's all right. Two more games coming up against the Bucks, and you want to see what the Raptors are going to do in games like this. And there are more big games coming up. So it's super exciting time in Raptor land. Good test. And hopefully Norm comes back. Marc Gasol, no rush as long as he's back for the for the playoffs. The playoffs yep. And you just want to know that you match up with this team. And you hung around, hung around, hung around. You're in the same class. That's what De- you want to know. Definitely. Um, so Q, where can the people figure out how to get into your same class and co- <laughs> and comment and talk to you in between raps games, my dude. Simply underscore just underscore Q. That's on Instagram and Twitter. Um, or check us out, either myself or the homie Foots, who's usually here, Ola. Um, that's at, uh, D- at DDS Caps. Check out our stuff at DDScaps.com. Uh, and of course, my name is Sheldon Alexander. Thank you guys for tuning in live on Twitter like you always do at Shell Alexander. For the only live and interactive Toronto Raptors post game show, same thing goes for Instagram at Sheldon Alexander because we take your comments and questions at both places. Then we package it and deliver it as a podcast online on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, uh, all that fun stuff. iTunes, I think I didn't say. All those places, wherever you get your podcasts, like and subscribe, rate us, rank us, all that fun stuff. Tell your friends to get on the movement that is the Wrap It Up podcast. Remember, On Blast is the network. Wrap It Up is the show. So if ever you're searching for it, just know it's On Blast podcast. Wrap It Up is the show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Really appreciate it. Even though the Raptors fell, we're here to talk about it. We're here to break it down. And remember, it's not about necessarily the result. Because we have bigger goals, people, right? Stop worrying about comparing the team to this season, to last season. Because remember, last season was 82 practices, Kawhi told you. So how can we be here a year later comparing how good the team is and using last year's regular season as a measuring stick? By default, that makes no sense, right? So hey, enjoy this season. Enjoy your team. Know that the Raptors are playing well. They just had an off-night shooting as they fall 108-97 to the Milwaukee Bucks. Raptors still holding down second spot in the Eastern Conference, third overall in the entire NBA. So you know what? Everything's all right. So thanks, guys, for tuning in. As always, my name is Sheldon Alexander, and I used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps postgame show, as always, unpolished and unapologetic. Until next time. See ya. Boom, blast.